0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Freddie. It's your friend, Freddie. I often have conversations with my friend that I wish I could have a magic wand and turn back time and say, why didn't we record that? That was gold. There's nothing like speaking to a human being who is experiencing adversity and walking through and navigating the options of all the information and all the choices we can do to feel better, uh, alleviate pain. And that's exactly what I did today with my friend, Nurse Caitlin, who is a former ER nurse and a trauma-informed yoga specialist, and I could go on and on. But she's great, and she's dealing with a little air quality, possible mold issues, And so I wanted to record that and walk through what Freddie would do. Now, keep in mind, I am not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a licensed practitioner prescribing medicine. But I do have an area of expertise. And biotoxin illness and mold and detoxification from a human experience and a coaching perspective. So I can certainly outline what I would do. And if that's resonant and right for Nurse Caitlin, she's gonna check back with us in about 90 days and see if a majority of her symptoms aren't greatly alleviated. So I'm so glad you can join us for this. A lot of fun was had in our living room. And let's jump in. Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on the show, we explore the survivor's journey, practitioners making a difference, and the therapeutic treatments and transformational technology that allow the body to heal itself. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes, because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Here we go. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to give a little organic love to my sponsors. So let's just talk about the Marion Institute, which has the Biological Medicine for Practitioners course. This is a course I attended in October, and it's happening again April 25th through the 28th in Scottsdale, Arizona, with the incredible. Dr. Dixon Tom. This is for anybody who wants to learn and have a greater understanding about biological medicine. Friends, it took every ounce of confusion I had about the body, order of operations, orders of healing, what to do about it, why we get unique stages of disease and chronic illness, and it solved a lot of things. I have so much confidence in the way I speak about the body and health and deeper understanding. I cannot recommend it enough. So you can go to marioninstitute.org and you can go to the biological medicine for practitioners, click roll, and you can use code beautifully broken to get the intro course for free. This is an incredible opportunity. And It can take your practice to the next level. It certainly shifted my paradigm. The other company I want to talk about is Light Path LED. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you know I am a huge fan of red light therapy and its potential to complement the functionality of the cell. It releases nitric oxide, it helps with energetic production. It helps with nervous system tone. It helps with fine lines and wrinkles, and who doesn't want to look better? Honestly, you know, I think about a lot of these things like the more we invest in the vibrancy of our body, the more money we make. I've certainly noticed that to be true. This is one of the most technologically advanced panels you can buy on the market at the best price point with a five-year warranty. And if you want to talk about a radiance or you don't know what irradiance is, go over to lightpathled.com, and dip into the education. Because we talk about that. How much light can I actually get in the body? What's the right time of treatment? Well, Scott Kennedy, the inventor and founder, has created a course, Red Light Therapy for Beginners, which is free. The education, the support, the training, the warranty, it's a celebrated panel. Celebrated. And he is family. So if you use code Beautifully Broken, you will also get a deep discount. And I want you to check out the Diesel series. I am going to be getting the Diesel series of panels at my house in the next month and a half. I'm so excited to do my little upgrade. And of course, I'll do videos, but definitely check out LightPath LED if you're looking to bring light therapy into your life. And the last company I want to mention is Silver Biotics. So a lot of people know, if you follow my social media, I had two really intense viral experiences in the end of 2023. And every time I went through, one of my toolbox kits is to pull out a nebulizer and use immune support from silver biotics. This is a new form of silver with a particle called AG404. This particle has the ability to steal electrons from pathogens, which means they are no longer doing damage in the body's system. This is something to boost and support your immune system while also supporting you through that seasonal cold or flu season. So. I really like this product line. They have an amazing toothpaste with AG404, skincare, and I love the immune support. Check those out. And they give you a 30% discount with code beautifully broken in the checkout card. Team, sponsors that work with this show are people that I love. Literally, I love these people. I'm friends with. I use their product every single day, and I'm in deep alignment with. I just want to offer that. Sometimes I listen to podcasts, and it's one after another after another, and that is not the beautifully broken experience. These are truly friends and family. So when you support them, you support me, and that is the ecosystem which I have developed. And I just want to say thank you for listening, and now let's get into the show. Big love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast, Living Room Edition. (laughs) I'm here with my really good friend, Nurse Caitlin. (laughs)
1: That's me.
0: (laughs) Rock Rose Yoga. (laughs) I actually, it's so funny because I was like, Rock Rose. I think there's a Rock Rose Yoga in Rochester, New York. Is there really? Yeah. That's funny. And I think I remember seeing your Instagram and I was like really compelled to be, here's my... (laughs) He's here's Michael Lubitz, my 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 living father landlord who is just was going to come in the room. And now he's not. I need an I need an on air.
1: You do. I'm going to buy need, that like, today. You said you should have one at the front door.
0: I'm like recording. <laughs> so, God, we're here for a very specific reason, because. I get these calls a lot of times where like, Freddie, I had a mold exposure. Freddie, I got b- bit by a tick. Freddie, I'm going into the ER, they found a mass. And I'm always like, I field these calls like a lot. And I'm not a coach, I'm not facilitating medicine, I'm not trying to, uh, but I will, because I've been through a lived experience, I do understand where to send people. So you had a thing come up, just one. and <laughs> And I thought it'd be helpful just for us to map through, We're going to talk about mold today, but I also you're such a special person and healer, and you have such a great skill set. Is a you have ways of working with trauma on your own through this cool, unique shaking method of shaking the pelvis and the hips, and now people are like, "Who is this woman?" (laughs) How if we went on the street, who is
1: this medicine woman? Yeah,
0: what would you say? What would you say you do, or what would you if you saw a passerby? You know, what would you just define? Yeah, what do you do?
1: I guess I would call myself a uh, former emergency room nurse who um, got really burned out and decided I needed to leave my love of emergency medicine because it wasn't treating me well anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then um, found yoga, ironically, before um, the pandemic began. But I think yoga and alternative medicine have become important to me in my own journey. But um, the yoga stuff, I guess it would be, it's alternative yoga. It's um, trauma release yoga. It's science-based and I'm not super woo-woo. So I like all the science stuff, but um, I've basically created, you know, a class that helps the body to shake through our muscles of our stress, response muscles. So our as our hips and help the body to release trauma and stress similar to animals, how animals do it in the wild. And we know that animals in the wild aren't walking around with PTSD because they complete the stress response cycle when they experience those adrenaline surges. So um, I've curated this whole uh, method that I probably need to do more myself. I teach to others. um, But here I am with you because I'm on my own healing journey
0: as well. No, listen, I don't think the, you know, it's like the cobbler with no shoes. I don't think we can do it for ourselves. I think this is, you know, it's not, we'll just say life is better shared. You know, we thrive and we grow in community. I think the journey of being a human being, it's really hard to go there and self-edit, to self-actualize and say, oh, this is what I need or I don't need. That That takes somebody else holding up, whether it's a mirror or holding space or facilitation, um, that power of energetic exchange to be a healer. It's so funny. I just said this on another podcast that the physician's role is to distract the patient while the body heals itself. Mm and whatever therapy we're Mm -hmm. working with, right? So I do believe that. I really, really do believe that. Can we just touch on a topic for a second? Because I think it'll tie in to the mold that we're going to talk about and air quality that we're going to talk about. You mentioned you had a love for being an ER nurse. What drew you to being Mm -hmm. a nurse in the emergency room? Because my mom was an ER nurse for a little while. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I thrived in chaos most of my life that's what i knew i was familiar after lots of therapy i can say that the er was a great love because i loved the challenge and the constant adrenaline rush i also loved immediately helping people you know meeting them on their darkest day and being that person for them i'm like i feel like i'm a nurse on this like cellular level it's been like in my family, a lot of nurses. So, but I also, you know, I think there was also a part of me that wanted to be the best there was. And I guess for a uh, perfectionist, Caitlin, it was, you got to be that badass trauma nurse. Like that's yeah. the ultimate. So yeah. I chased that a long time in New York City and Austin, all over the country during COVID-19. And COVID is what really, uh, told me that I should probably slow down and stop because then my body was like, how about no, (laughs) how about we stop?
0: Yeah. 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 And so I know for people around the country, me being from New York City and, and being in New York for a good chunk of the pandemic in Connecticut, it was very different in that city for anywhere else. So as a travel nurse, which I believe you were working as, and you say you got burnt out without getting into story, like what did that look like for you?
1: Sure it was interesting during the year of 2020, it was a lot of, I guess, mostly body anxiety was I was just constantly living with this feeling of like, I couldn't slow down. Like even on my days off, I was, I needed to move. I was running all of a sudden because that was like, I had so much energy in my body. Like I needed to do something with it. So the year was full of movement for me that during that time when I was working up North when COVID first started and, you know, there were so many unknowns and eventually this, my sleep was really affected. I would wake up at 3am like clockwork and um, just lay there for hours, sometimes not able to fall back to sleep. Once I got out of the ER moved back to Austin I say it was like I was treading water all year, like in a a storm. And then when I stopped and the water calmed, it was like everything got worse. And My body was like, what just happened? And my sleep got worse. Ironically, right as I moved back to Austin, we had the ice storm. So then that made things even more worse than they were because I was trapped in my apartment for like eight days and My body was just already not well. So that kind of compounded, but a lot of PTSD symptoms. So my heart would race. I would, you know, sweat through the night, difficulty concentrating. I mean, it would take me like an hour to write an email because I just, my brain was just like offline. A lot of just isolation. I didn't want to go anywhere. I wanted to stay in my safe little bubble. And really the body anxiety was probably the most detrimental thing for me because it just every single day felt like my chest was going to explode. And it was ironic because I think I had this narrative of you have all these school skills. I was already a yoga teacher. I was already teaching this trauma release somatic yoga. And I was like doing the things I knew I needed to do for myself. And I've always been really into, you know, the root cause and not taking mainstream medication. But I was... Literally trying everything. I mean, breath work, yoga, acupuncture, cold plunge, sauna, everything. That's yeah. kind of how I found you. And it was, you know, it was like I was doing all the things I in my head knew I needed to do, but it was like, I couldn't trust my body anymore. It was like my nervous system was hijacked. And so it was that kind of was a journey of years. Yeah. That led me here. Too. Yeah being a lot better, but still having some other things going on. Well
0: so. <laughs> you you had just said to me, you had said to me, you said my PTSD is cured. I mean, that's for you to feel that and offer that, I didn't ask. Mm. You know, you you said that. So you must feel pretty different from where we, you know, we were talking like a couple years ago. We met, mm-hmm. you know, probably two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And you did have some great responses to ice and pulsed electromagnetic fields and some things where we could create the shift. But what, I know it wasn't one thing, but if you had to surmise in a sentence or two, what turned it around for you?
1: I decided that I needed a break from life and I couldn't sustain my job anymore. And I was nearly at a breaking point of just feeling so overwhelmed, so triggered. I was actually working as a consultant where I was traveling a lot. And that was in itself its own trigger. It was just my job wasn't sustainable for where I was in my body. And being someone who is used to being fine all the time and go, 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 I realized I needed to take care of myself and learn how to put myself first. Even though I had all of these practices, I think it was, that was probably this wake up moment of like, oh, Hey, like maybe you need to, Yeah, <laughs> I always, I always say, put on your own life ref first in my yoga class. And then here I am not doing it for myself. But anyway, I had a, a big wake up call and I decided to take a leave of absence from work. And I had been researching ketamine uh, therapy a long time. My therapist actually had recommended it because of its success with the treatment of PTSD symptoms specifically. And I went through, they had a whole mental health series and I went through it and it was like the best thing I've ever done for myself, like a lifetime worth of therapy. And they explain it this way, but I feel like it's like my brain had all of these, if you pictured it like snow and there were all these ski tracks and they were all my pathways that were, some were good. Some weren't serving me anymore. It was like my brain just got shook up like a snow globe. And I had all these fresh paths of new snow and I used that time. And I was, I'm so grateful that I had that time because I know not everybody's able to do that. Luckily I was able to take a medical leave, but I ended up just doing things that nurtured me and really almost retraining my nervous system. So I would Mm. do yoga, I would do breath work, I would walk a ton, I would come here and flow and do all the biohacking things. But I was so invested in retraining my nervous system, because I think at that point, I just felt so disconnected from myself, it was like, I couldn't trust my body anymore. Mm. And that was really hard, especially because I'm someone who likes to be in my body and yeah. it is very intuitive and list, you know, and it was like, it was hijacked. So the ketamine was really the game changer, but also I think being so, it wasn't just the ketamine, it was journaling, it was therapy. It was like realizing all of the things that I'd held on to for years and years and years and years, and just really you know, working through that and Mm -hmm. reframing my narratives.
0: Yeah. What I hear when you tell me that is you put your hands up and you said, okay, it's time to put myself first and everything else is a subsequent choice. Mm -hmm. You know, then you said, well, I'm going to take a break. You know, you're like, I'm going to hit pause because you're like, you felt on a deep cellular level that you had to, like you got to the point where your body was ready and you were ready to again, come here and we'll put you in Flopresso once a week and you'd let go. And, you know, we would get texts to be like, oh my God, I slept through the whole night. So you started to have these wins as a result mm-hmm. of you choosing to ask for a break mm-hmm. and everything else followed. You know, you led the way though. Yeah, None of these other things did it.
1: Yeah. It, it wasn't just, and I say this all the time because I actually work at the uh, infusion center now as a nurse, it's not just the ketamine. It's what you do for yourself after. And it's Mm -hmm. also reframing those really deep narratives or that subconscious of like, I think for so long, then it was like, that was the story I believed. The story I believed was I have PTSD. I have anxiety. I don't sleep. And then all of a sudden I was sleeping. I didn't have anxiety. And it was like, It was like this dialogue I kept having with myself of like, look, you're doing it. (laughs) You're sleeping. And it was, you know, not to say there was so much more there. It's not just a matter of reframing the narrative because my brain was not well before I did the ketamine, but I think all of these things combined were so powerful. And, you know, now I feel so much calmer in my body. It's like I can trust myself again. Trust yeah. my body. Trust my nervous system. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but now you have mold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my safe little sanctuary of a home isn't safe. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Listen, and I just want to. I just want to say to like everybody, you're like, what are you doing with the phone? I'm gonna. I need to like a little video clip okay. for us at some point. Yes, you. You look great on camera. You look great. <laughs> I always I, t- 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 to be fair I've like let's come over and talk and I was like and we're going to like throw in the headphones we're going to do this <laughs> as a role of service for other people who are coming in cuz I guarantee you everybody wants to have this conversation it's like you know what what is the thing that rolls into our life that creates some level of fear where we feel paralyzed and we mm-hmm. don't know what to do or what to go and and air quality is certainly one mm-hmm. but as you said you're like PTSD or mold or Lyme disease, these are things that that come into our lives and it's a, you don't have it. Mm. It's a thing we've named. You know, I often say it's like somebody naming like uh, Parkinson's is my favorite one. There is no Parkinson's blood test. (laughs) Mm. It's just like a guy looking up at the sky and saying, hey, there's Orion's belt. No, it's not. It's three (laughs) stars that a bunch of people said that looks like a guy's belt.
1: Yeah. You know, we
0: made that story. That's a story. Mm -hmm. So just like I'm looking at for someone with severe neurological tremors in their right hand, is that trauma? Mm -hmm. Is it glyphosate? Is it a mercury toxicity, all of which can cause those tremors? Is it all three? Mm. You know, is is some part of it, do you have that propensity because it's in your genes? I don't know, but this is where the fun stuff, this is where that curiosity, my little internal scientist wants to go, and I want to get people curious about figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about mold. So maybe just catch us up and say, like, why you called Freddie for Insight on mold. And I've got a big <laughs> whiteboard here. So I'm just going to make some notes because okay. this is how I mind map and I'm going to do all the things. Go ahead.
1: Well, ironically, after my little hiatus of my eat, pray, love, mental health, ketamine, two month sabbatical, mm-hmm. I felt amazing. And then the interesting thing is, it's hard to say what came first. I bought a new home, I moved in. October of 2022. And the and stuff happened in March of 2023. However, when I moved into my home, my PTSD symptoms actually started to feel like they were getting worse. I thought it was because I was overwhelmed, a lot of stress, work, but I started having like my heart would randomly race. I would feel short of breath, which is weird because I'm pretty active, healthy person. I started to gain weight and nothing had changed other than me moving. And my brain fog was terrible. And the brain fog did lift a bit with the ketamine, but I'd say for the most part, I've had this chronic brain fog for about a year, year and a half, terrible headaches. And then it got worse. So around... August, I started getting migraines like every day. And it usually was when I was eating, which was weird because I had I already had food sensitivity. So I was avoiding my trigger foods, literally, no, no gluten, no dairy. And I was eating this way and I was starting to get the migraines again. And I was like, all right, this is weird. No energy, zero energy. Now that I'm sleeping, I can't even get out of bed. I'm sleeping for eight, nine hours, and I still feel tired. I don't feel well rested my skin. I started having like redness and a lot of blotchiness, mostly on my chest and my face. And then most recently, what really started to freak me out was I started having allergic reactions. When I would be eating, I would either get hot or flushed, or I've actually broken out into hives. And I ended up with an allergist and an EpiPen because then I was testing positive for all of these other food allergies that I never had before. So then they're telling me I can't eat oats or coconut or beets or all these other things. And I'm like, okay, something else is going on here. It's my gut. It's something, something is going on that I am completely unaware of. And maybe it's all connected. So I saw a doctor and told her my symptoms. And pretty immediately, she was like, have you lived with any mold or there been any water damage. And I thought about it for a while and I was like, I don't really think so. And then I was like, oh wait, the pipes burst during the ice storm in my apartment building. And I don't know, but possibly. And then I thought about it a little more and I was like, oh my God, I think there was mold in my storage unit where all my furniture was before I moved into my new house and I didn't even know that this was a thing. <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, I didn't know how severely mold could affect your entire body, but um, so here we are. So now I'm on a low histamine diet because I'm having this histamine intolerance, which can all be related to mold exposure. So here I am because you are who you are and you have helped me so much and you are just a wealth of knowledge and have the kindest, biggest heart. And I said, in the midst of not trying to panic, oh, Freddie lives so close to <laughs> me and I'm going to be okay.
0: <laughs> you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. So you're doing a low histamine diet mm-hmm. and you're seeing <laughs> our, our friend, Dr. Ashley. Yes. So low histamine, anything else, any other modalities that you're currently doing right now?
1: Well, this all just kind of this is started. New. It's new. Yeah. But so, yeah, super clean diet, low histamine, which is pretty hardcore. I'm also, apparently, you can't even eat leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's either fresh or frozen. And yeah. I'm cutting out, well, um, food that has mold coffee which is mm-hmm. devastating but i i believe there are <laughs> alternatives and as far as lifestyle things that are all happening air filters in my home and looking into remediation the humidity of my home whatever that is we're mm-hmm. on track to figure that out yeah. so i'm doing little little steps right now because i can't exactly just pick up and go but yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah so that's great. And that's, it's a great start. You know, I'm hearing you say energy. I'm hearing you say skin issues. I'm hearing you say heart rate. I'm hearing you say food sensitivities. And I want to just go back and say, if you were to go into a standard uh, clinical care or just your general practitioner, you know, it's very possible that we look at something to calm your heart down, like a medication. We look at something like, a histamine drug, possibly you get a cortisone cream for your skin and Lord knows what they do for energy. But we're seeing a bunch of symptoms from the body. Mm-hmm. And all these are just we have to figure out why is the body offering you that information. What's a signal about? Yeah. You know, what's a signal about? Because the body, in my experience, doesn't make mistakes. The body is giving you it's having this perfect cluster of information input into Caitlin's body, and then she's expressing a skin. So I just was on with uh, Dr. Dixon Tom from Biomed Center, and you know we were talking about the primary amunctaries of the body mm. and him looking at what are the organ systems that are the immediate way for environmental toxicants or things that aren't helping you leave the body. So we're looking at the skin, we're looking at the lungs, we're looking at the large intestine, we're looking at the kidneys, we're looking at the nervous system to off gas, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, these are our primary amunctories. Our liver, which we always think is our detox organ, is an amunctory, but it's actually a secondary amunctory. So the liver actually is a pass-through. For mold and bacteria and alcohol to then be broken down and then it will go through the kidneys or the large intestine or the skin. And so we just want to understand it's like, well, what symptoms are arising as a result of what organ systems which are stressed right now? So taking that information, you know, I want to do two things. On my roadmap here, and I got a big whiteboard, I've got the home. And then I've got Nurse Caitlin, right? I got two things I just want to talk about. And and again, this is not me like treating you. This is like, how would I work out this problem for myself? Well, first of all, if you have an immediate exposure, given your history, because you're you, and know that your nervous system probably has like a tone and tenor to timbre to it, given your life experiences... You're a person who you might very likely live in that home with another human being and they could be totally non-symptomatic, no issues at all, but you're expressing a unique sensitivity to your environment. And what I like about that is that there is not kryptonite in the room, which affects everybody. There's kryptonite, which affects you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And because it's you, you have agency to take that information you're getting and you do something about it. It's not a black ray gun. The sun is not crashing into the earth yet. (laughs) You know, you're not doomed. This is your information to make gold with, to make its alchemy. Yeah. Right. To make alchemy, to better know your body. So I just want to always keep it in the idea that like, this is the fun stuff. Yeah. And you're so, you know, you're functional, you're doing things, but you're noticing your body's giving you information.
1: Yeah, I think it's been a little overwhelming, but I think it's more empowering to have this information now that I've, for all these months, been like, these are so bizarre what's going on. And what led me to you and Dr. Ashley is that all the mainstream doctors were doing exactly what you said. Yeah. Here, take this for your heart rate. Yeah. Here, just take Zyrtec yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, it's a Band-Aid and it's, you know.
0: It's actually malpractice. <laughs> yeah. Just to be unfiltered and to be real, it's malpractice. Mm. It's gross negligence.
1: It is. It's laziness. It's
0: It's laziness. And now I don't fault someone who is running on empty for operating with the tools that they have available to them. And that's what uh, modern medicine is. That's why it's cracking. That's why it's Mm. breaking. That's why our, you know, I just, what's one stat? My risk of colon cancer is double that my grandmother's was our rates of neurological tremors, Parkinson's from 1990 has now doubled to 2024, a very short timeline to have these rates doubling. Mm -hmm. So this is the system that's breaking. The dam is breaking and we've got to ask better questions. So that's essentially, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to ask some better questions. So if I just look at your home and I want to keep this simple, essentially, you know, I said, I don't want to make this overly complicated. I want to give you a really clear roadmap into what would you do? What would I do if it were me and my body? And I had your story, the facts, what would I do? And I'm going to divide it into two separate buckets. So I said, home, I want to look at the home. I want to make sure the home is okay. So the first thing that we're going to do with the home is that we want to test the air quality and the most affordable way, most efficient way to do that is the got mold at home test kit we're going to test the air outside of the home we'll get an outdoor air sample we'll test your bedroom we'll test your living room and then like one other room i think i have three little cartridges in there and why we want to do that is because we want to understand the mold outside versus the mold inside mold is ubiquitous on this planet thousands of whale masses of blue blue whale the biggest whale in the world thousands of those are of spores are produced every single year on the planet There's a very small portion of mold that is bad. Mm. And so all we want to know is what's the particulate count in your home? What's the spore count? What's going on outdoors? And is that good for you and your body? You know, before we go saying the word remediation, remediation, my remediation was $40,000 for my home. I had to rip the walls up, rip off the floors. I don't think that's what's going to happen with you. No. You know, I think you had an idea that there was mold in your home, but again, we don't know that yet. Yeah. So we always want to test, you know, and before I go identify if there's mold in your body, actually, this is the first test I want to do. I want to understand, well, what is your living environment that you're in every day, all day, that you're so many hours, you know, a lot of times you said you're working from home. Mm -hmm. What's going on in that area? And is it safe? Is it complimentary to your... Your human genome. Mm. So, the other thing I want to mention is you said it's a brand new home. And so, with a new home, with construction, we have volatile organic compounds, which are off gas from IKEA furniture, from carpets, from paint. A lot of times, these numbers can be shockingly high. And it is the greater offender above and beyond mold. Wow. So, first, we'll, because we want to make it affordable, right? Mm. That's what I wanna do for you. That's not what every, everyone might say, let's test the VOCs, let's test the mold. Let's do it all at once. We're gonna do one test at a time and we're gonna look at what the greatest offender is. So I wanna eliminate that first. The other thing that I wanna do with your home is just do a visual check of where water, water damage would be coming into the home. That's something that we need to understand. So I'm gonna look at under the sink, under the bathroom sink, I'm going to look at the wet connections behind the washer and dryer. I'm going to look behind the refrigerator. The refrigerator, it might not seem like much of an invention to anybody here, but the idea that we have this compressor, which is actually displacing heat and inviting in cold, is pushing out moisture at the back of the refrigerator. And a lot of times, they're pushed up next to a non-vented area in drywall. So it's a great spot for molds to grow. You know, I'm going to look at all those areas and I'm just going to do a spot check. Again, before we go into this idea of remediation or deep cleaning. Now, if we identified mold in the home, one thing that I think people continue to have a reaction and sensitivity to is their clothes. You know, your clothes are in that air too. So if we found that, one thing I'd have you do is I would have you double wash your clothes with borax solution borax is great for neutralizing and removing the mold particulate from your your clothing and it really does take two washes okay. to get that done super super cheap washing material borax solution boron is that's the way to go easy breezy but until we identified if there's mold what's the source is there an active growth we're not sure so we don't have a lot of information to move forward yet you mentioned you're seeing our friend dr ashley It's great that you have somebody who understands all this, right? So she can look at the body's response and the body sensitivities. But I just want to understand on a deeper level what's happening with the home. Mm -hmm. So a got mold test to start. We're going to examine the connections in your home where water may be coming in and out of the home. And we have a deep knowing that you are in a brand new home. So the idea that you said when you actually moved in the home, you noticed some things like some brain fog, like some shortness of breath going out of the stairs. I thought this when you told me you were moving into a new home and I just, yeah, it's just I remember thinking Mm -hmm. that thought. I was like, oh, new home. I wonder what those building materials are like inside. Sure. And so that's something where we'd say, let's look at a really quality air filter, like an air doctor or an IQ Air, which has eight pounds of carbon in it. Amazing for VOCs. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, your house smells like the Arctic tundra after <laughs> you've had that thing running. It's just so clean. Mm-hmm. This air I've had tested a lot in this home is very, very clean. But the other thing that I mentioned is with the home, we really want to be thinking about, is that environment suitable for mold to be growing? And for that, we want to be looking at our relative humidity. So we want to be between 40 and 60 is the range that I got from Jason Earl. And he said, you kind of want to target that 45. We don't want it to be excessively dry, but that 45 is right around the range of it's going to be really hard for mold spores to grow and to create a greater problem, right? Because every time you go outside, you're bringing in mold spores. Yeah. Every time that the paint is slowly letting dust go or, you know, a majority of the dust in your home is human skin cells. Yeah. And mold and mycotoxin grows like wildfire on that. So with that idea of the home, what I really want you to thinking about is how you're cleaning your home. And the best way to do it is to wipe it up on a cloth and throw the cloth away or having a really good vacuum that has, again, a HEPA filter on it vacuuming the walls, vacuuming the floors, doing a deep clean every once in a while, being sure you're using cleaners that aren't putting back VOCs into the environment, right? Mm -hmm. A really, really high level cleaner. So for now, for now, until we have more information, that's the mold. Sure. But I want to give you, uh, to do with the home, but I want to give you more of like, I want to go back to Caitlin's body, right? And we'll go back to this idea of energy Issues, skin issues, maybe some heart palpitations, elevated heart rate, shortness of breath going up the stairs, food sensitivities. Again, all these things that we mentioned, they're information that your body is giving you is an opportunity to heal, not a way. We don't want to just suppress. We don't want to just give you a cortisone cream for the skin. We don't want to just diminish heart rate. We want to look at these signals as an opportunity to heal. And I don't think this is a repeat, but we talked about what are the organs in your body. That help remove toxins from the internal environment, be it mold, be it glyphosate, be it a metal, to the outside environment. And those are the primary amunctories. So that is going to be the liver, the skin, the lungs, the large intestine, the kidneys, and the nervous system, screaming, off-gassing. Now, I said liver, which I just I lied. The liver is a secondary amunctory where the body is breaking down toxicants and, and they're one of two pathways. So With this idea of the body, how do we complement you? Like right now, I want to think about – I wish my marker wasn't dying. I want to think about how do you help the skin detoxify? Sauna. Sauna, great. Hot yoga. Sweating, hot yoga, wonderful. Yep. So how are we going to sweat? And that could be a warm Epsom salt bath. Mm. I just want to give something where everybody has accessibility to these things. Like where's some, and not everybody has a sauna, Yeah. but you have access to a sauna, right?
1: I do where I teach yoga.
0: Right. You have access to a sauna. So it's realistic that you could get some sauna in. It's realistic. You can get hot yoga in very realistic. You can do an Epsom salt bath or even putting on a, a good, a good couple layers and going out for a very brisk walk. So I want you to use that largest organ of the body. And this is also like another thing that people have a pissing contest online is what is the largest organ of the body? It's sort of the skin if you look at like the surface area, but then really it's muscle. Oh, yeah. It's really muscle, right? Yeah. Muscle is the largest organ of the body. So I know somebody's like, Freddie, you're wrong. It's the muscle. <laughs> I know. I'm always going to be wrong. But this is, again, this is my understanding of putting information into a knowledge-based system so people can feel better. So that's that's how I look at it. So we want to think about how we can sweat to complement the detoxification once there's like a, a, a caution light flashing. We want to know what your home is doing. You know, you don't want to go in and all these crazy lifestyle things we're going to uh, adjust that aren't crazy if we're still breathing in every single breath, 20,000 breaths a day. Imagine every single breath is, again, toxifying you, and you're wondering why these holistic modalities aren't getting you better. Yeah. You know, so we got to have a clean home environment. So this is a good, this is our discovery methodology. You know, we might say, like if I go in there and, and again, I can't remember if I repeated this or not, that I am very sensitive to mold. Yeah. Like the trigeminal nerve that goes up and around the brain. My teeth get sensitive when I smell mold. So I'm going to come over. We're going to do the got mold test. We're going to talk about cleaning. If I'm there and I'm like, whoa, you got to go stay with a friend. Might be worth it. I don't think you're there based on what you're telling me.
1: Hopefully not.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was running through the list of things that were in my storage unit that are now in my home because that is where I know there was molds before I moved in. Yeah. And the couch has been removed, but it was in the home. But mostly everything else is stuff that I could wipe down, furniture, clothes yeah. that I've cleaned. I mean, I, it was all clean before it came in, but... Not with mold in mind, you know, yeah,
0: so. with mold in mind. I think it's just an awareness, sure. I think we've said it a couple times. We don't necessarily see people get better from mold that are afraid of mold, so we'll just keep that in. It's an awareness, it's like something we're going to work with. I want to talk about, you know, the other thing that I really want to talk about. We mentioned the secondary among tree that is the liver. There's so much energetic about the fear and especially the trauma that is embodied in that organ and organ systems, liver, gallbladder, stomach. One of the more beneficial things I see as a lifestyle practice is doing a castor oil pack. And because so much of our immune system and our serotonin and the way we take food and we, we crunch it down into protein and it's assimilated into energy, all happens in the gut. Castor oil pack is a, it's an oil, it's a bean that has a unique property to be able to penetrate the skin deeper with heat when heat is applied. So a very simple castor oil pack, organic castor oil, organic cotton. You put a tablespoon or two on your belly, put the wool on your belly and you put a a hot water bottle on. Mm. I got a really fancy infrared heating pad. You can use a biomat, whatever. But the hot water bottle, honestly, you know, we're talking... All in, you can get this pack. You can get $35. You're going to get 40 castor oil packs. Mm. So we said, I kind of want to think about this parameter of the energy, the skin issues, the heart rate, and the food sensitivities. I want you to have a dramatic reduction in everything you're telling me in 90 days. Yeah. I hear a lot of people tell me they're working at this for years and they never get better. I question the validity of the care, the information they're getting. So I think the sweating, if you can give me, If you can commit to me, and I don't want you to do it now. I want you to write it out and say, how many days am I committing to a deep sweat? Okay. That's one. I want to think to you, how many days is it realistic for me at the end of my day to wind down with at least 60 minutes of a castor oil pack? And I'm going to show you a way where you can actually go to bed and just sleep with it. That's what I do. You know, I find it's very relaxing for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll put the castor oil pack on. It's a little messy. Some people say it's not messy. My sheets are stained. (laughs) And then I'll wrap a shower towel around and I'll put the hot water bottle and that's how I go to bed.
1: Wow, okay, yeah.
0: I get up, I go shower in the morning, I take it off. I have went through lots of chemotherapy and lime and mold. So I generally do it every day. It's very relaxing. I notice, I'm gonna tell you, I noticed after about a month, I was like, wow, I'm waking up fresh. Wow. Just because I'm supporting these organs, right, which deal with all these environmental toxicants. The other thing that we mentioned is this idea of predominant thoughts are forming a pathway in the brain. It's the path of least resistance, this limbic looping, something to look at once we know what's happening in the home is the idea of dynamic neural retraining systems, DNRS. And that's a Annie Hopper or a Dr. Gupta or a Re Origin. I think there's one called Rewild. There's so many. There's a Christian-based limbic looping uh, entrainment <laughs> program. It's whatever you want to do. But we realize that the brain's wired to keep us safe. When we experience a threat repeatedly, the brain will start to confirm that bias and look where all the threats are. And that's mm-hmm. all we see. Yeah. We see red. And that's because you have your history with PTSD. It's something I just want to talk about. And it would literally be talking, the limbic loop would be like, I smell mold. Oh my God, I'm oversensitive. I'm always going to be this way. I'm never going to have a normal life. What am I stand to lose? And the loop goes on and on and on. And so the threat that that instance of being hurt by an outside thing creates the story, and mm. it just builds and builds and builds until it's a reality. Yeah. And only because I know so many hundreds of people who have went away for a five-day workshop and done the Gupta method or the Annie Hopter method or, or a re-origin with Ben Hearns, and then they no longer have a problem and they've done no dietary changes, they've done no lifestyle changes, they haven't changed buildings, and they're quite functional. Yeah. I think there's a place for that work. Yeah, it's not fast. It's not overnight, but it it doesn't have to be. It can be as I see value as little as fifteen minutes a day, which is hard. I'm not going to lie and say it's not hard. Consistency is king, and that's a hard thing to do. But somewhere in there is you working with the trigger. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not locked into what way that is. I think there's probably value in ketamine therapy working with those triggers. Yeah. If you're really cognitively are owning like ooh wow, I really, really feel myself clinching down and being, uh, I really feel my body overreacting to this right now, creating a story on why I have brain fog this morning. What was I exposed to? What did I eat? Yada, yada, yada. Sure. You know, all those things. We talked about the idea that you're on a very clean food paradigm. You know, we talked about, you, you gave me, I'm like, what did you eat this morning? And it was all clean. Aside from the fact that you went to whole, you mentioned you went to Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. And when I hear whole foods, I think seed oils, I think, oh God, I think sesame oil, I think canola oil. I think these when these oils tend to be heated, they're incredibly toxic. In a body under stress, it doesn't really matter what the slight is or what the, the incidence is. So that's something. that and, and with that clean, clean eating, with that clean dietary platform, I just want to bring up the idea of using some type of a support system in the gut, because you mentioned digestion a couple of times that would help bind to, you know, pathogens, mold, inflammatory proteins. My favorite one is mega IgG. So it's a, it's a non-dairy immunoglobulin, which helps support the immune system, binds to a lot of the bad guys in the gut. And then the other thing that I'll do is a proteolytic enzyme. It's a for on Amazon. And I take that on an empty stomach that helps with fibrin in the blood, helps with the stickiness of the blood. That's a good overview. And the only last, if you told me you were like crushed with energy and you're really struggling, I would ask you, so Caitlin, how many bowel movements do you have a day? And what? do they look like? (laughs) Just the thing I wanted to talk about in the airwaves this morning. You don't have to answer.
1: I'll answer with it's not every day. (laughs) Okay, great. So that's the first problem.
0: So before, so this is the problem, right? You get a doctor. It's like, oh, you need to bind. You need to use binders until your natural among until the colon, until the kidneys, until the sweat glands are functioning all they're going to do is cause you to be reactionary because we're putting essentially a binder, which is a something to form a covalent bond with the mold, and we're going to pull it out of all the tissues and we're going to put it back into circulation where you can't poop it out anyway. Yeah. So I really, th- yes, I know it seems like an obvious, Freddie, why aren't you telling your binder? You need a binder. I need to know that your systems of drainage are functioning before we go there. So it's important. It's somewhere in there, some, th- some type of a humic and fulvic acid, some type of a bioactive carbon, not like a charcoal, which is like a burnt, eliminated limited source of energy, but something to actively bind. Yes, you got to be pooping first. So castor oil pack will help. Mm. I'd love to see if the castor oil pack alone didn't help your liver and nervous system tone with the clean food, if that didn't get you going. And then obviously I'm coming in with some sort of a, coffee enema, especially on the days where you don't poop. Okay. Have you ever done a coffee enema?
1: No, sir. Great. I'm not (laughs) advising
0: you to do a coffee enema. I'm not prescribing you a coffee enema. I've heard of it.
1: I've Yes, I know. I know of them.
0: Right. We're not going to tell people how to do coffee enemas on this podcast. No. But there's plenty of videos on YouTube. And what you're doing is you're stimulating bile, you're stimulating the liver to flow. Obviously, you're releasing things from the descending colon. You would typically be laying on your left side. You're not rolling all over and washing coffee throughout your bowels, (laughs) right? Yeah. You're just stimulating a bowel movement. And. Man, if I had a nickel for all the people who had told me the second they did the coffee enema and my brain turned on, stop it. I'd be a rich, rich man. And I will do it. Typically, you know, travel can interrupt your regular nature of the bowels. Stress can interrupt that. Scar tissue can interrupt that. Because mm-hmm. of my surgeries, it's something I lean into. I do one every two weeks, one a week. Not all the time, but if you're in that really immediate exposure, once we have better information from the home, then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of approach this. And the only other thing I'll say with that coffee enema piece, I'm probably going to add a really uh, high-end probiotic. I'll just, there's one called Thana Biotic I love, which is actually a postbiotic. We're not going to get into that. That podcast is yet to come. I think there's a, Mega spore is great from microbiome labs for ease and consistency. We can get the mega IgG. We can get the mega spore all from one stop in a shopping cart. Okay. So that becomes simple. And of course, I would implore you to consult Dr. Ashley, who is your medical provider, right? Yeah. And say, what do you think about all this? Once we make up this master list from our conversation, proteolytic enzyme, mega IgG, a good probiotic, a binder. Once we know you're eliminating and sweating, mm-hmm. right? I would tell you, you live close to me. There's no reason you can't come over and be in Flopresso once a week until your symptomology changes. We're going to look at the home. We're going to get some data back. And that's sort of a, that's a starting roadmap. That's right. Yeah. We talked a lot. There's really not a lot of information here. We're looking at the diminishing energy, the skin issues, the heart rate, the food sensitivity. I want you to rate those on a scale. This is your homework. I want you to rate those on a scale where they exist today from zero to that's nothing to 10 in severity. Mm. And you're going to text that to me. And then I'm going to ask you again in 90 days. Perfect. Yeah. That's it. So we're going to get information from the home with the Got Mold Test. We're going to look for moisture, the wet connections in the home. You're working with a practitioner who is looking at some higher level, some mycotoxins and some blood chemistry and some other things. But what we're really doing is we're making sure you're pooping. We're looking at your drainage pathways. You know, we're making sure there's stuff to help you go to the bathroom. If you still don't go to the bathroom, we might do like a bowel mover from Cellcore, which is an herb to stimulate and tone the colon. There's a myriad of different things. I think just the castor oil pack, you focusing on how many steps you're getting in a day, mm-hmm. the energy behind the action of like, I think I'm not sure if this got cut out or not, but the idea of when you eat meals Yeah. to sit down and just say, Thank you for this food. Thank you for my abundance that I can eat clean food that I want. And just taking just a minute and a half before you eat, lower that stress response, calm the cells down, we're ready to take in nutrients. I think that with the, the mega IgG and the proteolytic enzyme, that in 90 days, I want you to feel dramatically, dramatically better. And then we'll, we'll revisit. We'll do, we'll, we'll swing around again.
1: I love it. And yeah. it's so tangible. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It feels like easy, actionable yeah. steps that I can do. We could
0: we could go and test your body. Like I could go test your intracellular, ex- extracellular matrix to see that there's a 3% ratio of how your body's holding fluid. Can your cell let go of toxicity? We could do a body adipose index. We could do contact thermometry to see what cold did to your organ response. We could do... You know, I could go on and on. We could do a heart rate variability test and see your stress levels. That mm. that might be good to look at. But right now, we're really an in information garnishing level. And nobody that listens to this podcast is going to have an adverse reaction to a castor oil pack. Nobody is going to have an adverse reaction to a weekly coffee enema. Nobody is going to have an adverse reaction to ten to 15,000 steps a day where you're getting in really fresh air and you're having that energy moving. Nobody is going to have a bad response to taking a minute and 30 seconds to breathe and say, thank you for this fucking meal. (laughs) How lucky am I that I can eat clean food? Nobody's going to have an adverse reaction for that. That alone. And then we can talk about greater levels of like cleaning the home, right? You know, and using a HEPA filter and wiping down surfaces. And we could go down the rabbit hole. But I think what we just laid out, you should have a dramatic improvement in symptoms. Now, I don't know your body. I can't see into the future with a crystal ball, but this is my thought because these are some pretty heavy hitters here. Yeah. And they're simple. I'll make you a checklist. We'll put a checklist in the show notes and we'll go to it.
1: This is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for sharing your mess <laughs> which will be your magic Aww. with the beautifully broken podcast audience, your vulnerability, obviously your service as a nurse, and for you having the courage and bravery to work this out and you know, you're I know you I you know, I know it'd be so easy. Listen, I totally understand how people can just be like I'm just going to mute this with substances. And I, I, I really do understand that. I understand why the numbers they are what they are with substance abuse, mm-hmm. you know. And you, so you could take that route too, but you're taking the very courageous route of figuring this stuff out. So, let's go.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh Thanks for what you do. And oh your, my god, of course. And your knowledge and sharing it.
0: Yeah, just everyone. I'm, I'm figuring out with the rest of us. I'm figuring it out with the rest of us. And I, everybody, I implore you to tune in, tune in the future. All right. <laughs> Big love. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and please leave us a review. Five stars if you loved it. And before you leave, there is one big way you can continue the learning and the deepening of this relationship we started in this very episode. You can go to beautifullybroken.world and check out our brand new website store. Listed are all the wellness technologies, the supplements, the educational courses that I love. And I personally use most of them offer significant discounts just by using the link or the discount code, which is normally beautifully broken. And they do support the podcast through affiliations. Now we have a brand new feature. If you want to see the beautiful faces of our guests and watch me unbox and review products, you can head over to our new YouTube channel, Beautifully Broken World. I do have to tell you our OnlyFans page is under construction, so stand by for that. This last announcement is from my vast team of internet lawyers. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. By listening, you agree not to use the information found here as medical advice to treat any medical condition in yourself or others, and you're always going to consult your physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My closing, the world is shifting. We need you at your very best. So please take the steps to always be upgrading. Remember, while life can be painful, putting the pieces back together is a beautiful process. I love you. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, big love.